everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some sharky movies with some of my favorite ladies. Joining me to talk about all things evil fishy is Matilda. Hello. Ariel. Hi. Sarah. Hi. And Jody. Hello. Hey, dorks. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you took offense to that, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm obviously cooler than all of you. How dare you call me a dork? <laughs> so, anybody up to anything fun and exciting? Uh, we have a public mm. holiday tomorrow, so I have a long weekend. That's nice. I had some friends around for board games yesterday, but that's about as exciting as it got. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. How about how about the rest of you guys been up to anything exciting since we last talked? The wife turned 40, so we had a big party and uh, everybody drank way too much and we had it catered by our favorite taco truck. And so, Yum. You know, yeah, so there was so much food. We, we, <laughs> I, I told the wife, I'm like, we've had we've had her talk. We, we've had the tacos every day for a week and I still want to go get more tacos. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, good sign. sign. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can get sick of tacos. Like every other kind of food, like you can get sick of pizza, you can get sick of cake, you can get sick of anything. But tacos, tacos never get old. <laughs> Actually, I had tacos yesterday, and I want them again today. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go. I think the, the wife and I are gonna have to go get tacos today. Nice. Fuck yeah, tacos. Taco mm-hmm. cast. I'm changing the <laughs> format. It was allergy cast before we started recording, but now it has become taco cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's discuss. Uh, Chili Verde versus El Pastor. <laughs> Where El Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, well, uh, what have I been up to? Well, I went and saw a bunch of drag queens yesterday, which is kind of my religion. Like, I kind of, every year DragCon is like my mecca. So I went and looked at, at gentlemen dressed as ladies, and it was amazing. Um, and saw a bunch of, like, low-tier celebrities walking the streets of L.A. That was fun. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, this is your week, uh, or your episode to, to program. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about what we're going to be watching. All right, so we're going to be watching Bait from 2012, also known as Bait 3D, and The Meg from 2018. Um, I figured since, uh, at least at recording time, it's supposed to be close to summer, although the fact that it's like 60 degrees and overcast and raining here um, is, you know, really quite startling. Doesn't feel very summery. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds it's, it's about 30 degrees colder than it's supposed to be this time of year. <laughs> Um, but, uh, shark attacks, why not? <laughs> why not indeed. Awesome. Well, that's, I think this will be fun. Like sometimes like we, it'll be good after last time we got really deep in the weeds with like yeah. some like real deep shit last time. And I feel like we all need a little bit of a palate cleanser and like, there's nothing like some dumb people getting eaten alive by <laughs> sharks to like really cleanse that palate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. So well, well selected, my friend. Well selected. Um, before we get into that, why don't we go over what we have been watching so we can make some recommendations and give people some warnings of what to avoid uh, <laughs> with what you've been watching. Ariel, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, okay, so I watched the movie The Prodigy. 
that came out earlier this year. It's basically about a family, like a mom and dad, who have this little kid who's super smart but acts kind of strangely. And as he gets older, um, he starts exhibiting some like violent, weird tendencies. And so it's one of those movies where you think it's going to be, you know, like a possessed kid. But this movie takes it in a slightly different direction where I don't want to give it away, but like the reason that he's acting the way he is isn't sort of something that I've seen them do before which was interesting. It's not like the best movie in the world. It didn't get great reviews, so I never saw it in the theater, but I found it actually really entertaining. And um, it had, there are a couple twists that I didn't see coming. Um, and there's one scene in particular that Matilda might appreciate between the little kid and a psychiatrist um, that's kind of chilling and really good. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I would recommend it if you're looking for something kind of mindless. Um, it's not like it treads like tons of new ground, but I thought it was a, a pretty good movie. A pretty solid movie. Um, awesome. The other thing I've been watching is the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because after Rachel basically strapped me to a couch and made me watch the movie a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, enough! Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, clockwork orange. Right, exactly. <laughs> Only with, instead of, like, tying her down, I just put, like, cat, I piled cats on top of her. <laughs> put, like, put a lot of carbohydrates in her body and was like, sit! Watch. Yeah. And I loved it. It's so funny. I love that movie. And I was a little concerned about the TV show just because, you know, they're going to have a whole new set of actors, a whole new set of, like, vampires. Are they going to be able to hit the same tone when it's only a 22-minute, you know, TV show? But I am in love with this show. Yeah. So good. And it's so funny. I love all the new vampires, even the weird, like, energy sucking vampire. Oh, he's Especially the weird energy sucking vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I mean, it makes me laugh so hard. Like, I watched the first three episodes in a row, and by the time I was done, like, my stomach and cheeks hurt. I'd been laughing so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would totally recommend it. It's so good. I think while, as we're recording, there's still like one more episode yet to come out for the Mm -hmm. season finale, but it has been so good. And one of my favorite episodes, they do, they have like a vampire tribunal to kind of judge the vampires to follow. (laughs) And it has the best like guest appearances of like the The people on the tribunal are so Mm -hmm. good. It's, and it's, oh my God, it's just so funny. Everybody has to watch it. Even if you haven't seen the movie, just watch the show. It's so good. Yeah, I've I've only seen a couple episodes, but I've I've enjoyed them so far. They, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, one of my favorite ones was um, they get trapped in like a a pound, like a, no. an animal pound. <laughs> they like turn into bats and stuff, and then get trapped. And oh god, it's so funny. <laughs> As like a fan of like British TV, I have been like a Matt Berry stan for years, and uh-huh. I'm so excited that America is discovering the magic of matt barry um do you love him joni uh yeah yeah have you seen um gus Marenghi's dark place that's of the, course that's, that's the first time yeah yeah great. i think the first time i ever saw him was in i know you don't like it but is uh the mighty boosh he was really funny on the mighty boosh oh you know what i think i might give that another try because i like Noel fielding now so maybe i'll like the boosh now i i love the especially the first season i freaking love it um but yeah I don't know. It's not for everyone. It's real weird. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. it's not for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad you like it. I agree with you. I had the same fears. Like, could they could they recapture the magic of the show without Taika Waititi and, and um, Jermaine, like, on screen? Yeah, and the exactly. answer is yes. Yes, they can. 
Um, and I didn't know if it was they were gonna like Americanize the humor, aka dumb it down. Um, and they don't like they keep that same exact dry wit, and it just and it works just as well. They cast it really well with people that can pull it off. There is a vulva topiary that must be seen to believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is it is fantastic. I love Doug Jones when he shows up as what the like creepy uh, baron who is, yeah. who's like very yeah, nice out. Um, really great. When he dresses up in like normal American street clothes. Oh my gosh. Just that image alone made me crack up. Yes. Have you seen the episode yet with Nick Kroll? Where yes. Nick Kroll yes. as a vampire is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, this it's it is like absolute must see TV. I, I say that unreservedly. Like I'm not worried about overhyping it. It's really that good. You need yeah. to watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. Have you seen it yet, Matilda? I haven't. I um I've been waiting so I can just binge the whole thing because I know now is the moment. Upset. Especially, like, since you guys are kind of, like, chilling at home right now. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect time. It will bring you great joy. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's actually perfect to, like, lift the moods. Um, how about oh, that's you? that's great. Jody, how about you? Have you seen, is the TV show over there yet? Um, I don't think so. I haven't seen it uh, on anything. I don't know if it's on Netflix over here. Um, but I love, the, I love the, the movie. You guys are really selling the show, so I'll definitely watch it. Jody, what have you been watching? Uh, oh, okay. So um, I'm going to do these in a slightly different order. So I saw um, this movie, The Boy. Um, okay, uh, here we go. I'm yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds similar to um, Ariel that uh, you just mentioned that movie, The Prodigy. Uh, so you you go into The Boy thinking that you know what you're going to get, like a sort of Annabelle style kind of movie with this creepy doll. But I watched it because it had been on my to watch list for a while. And then um, Rachel, you did it recently on um, mm-hmm. uh, Stream Queens with Mars, and uh, you, you really sold it to me. I still have. Uh, I still have questions because I, I watched it and then I listened to you and I still have questions about the plot because it doesn't go it, it doesn't go away. <laughs> uh, That's but, fair. Yeah, but it was pretty good. It's pretty good, right? I I love it, and I part of why I think I'm like so so sta- stand so hard for it is just because people shit on it so much that like mm. now I feel like I need to like it, I I don't know like I feel like it's been maligned. Yeah, so it's like unfair. do I see the flaws? One hundred percent. But like the the ending of that movie is worth the like just putting the flaws aside just to get to that moment. Yeah, it just makes like it, it just raises way more questions than it answers, though, which is fine. Really? Okay. I think so. I mean, we need giving... to have an off-cast conversation about this. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, because then I thought, oh, okay, I'll listen to I'll listen to your master talking about it, and maybe you'll you'll fi- you'll explain it to me. And I still have the same question. I wonder what it is. <laughs> I wonder, okay, can you, like, roundabout ask them, or are they, like, really spoilery questions? I think, I think they are spoilery. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so the, the, the premise is, um, and this is in the first five minutes of the movie, where uh, uh, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead, she rocks up at this um, old British house um, as a yeah. babysitter. The parents are going to go away. They're going to leave their young boy, Brahms, for, um, mm-hmm. for several months. Um and so she's going to babysit for him and they bring him out and he's a little doll like a like a sort of life-size doll um and she's like this is a bit weird uh but she learns that that he died in a fire the boy and then and then this doll appeared and then the the parents treat him like 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 their son that they lost Mm -hmm. and then things go strange from there um so i just have questions about the beginning based on what you learn at the end which okay yeah which i can't say 
ah, now I really want to like type them <laughs> to me and in Facebook because <laughs> I need to know what they are. Because yeah. like like the existence of the doll itself, or just why the parents act the way they do based on what the what the explanation is and what the truth is about about Brahms. Yeah, Wait, okay. we, yeah, we, that's really spoilery. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but gonna, I, I, mean, I definitely have my theories about that. I don't know that it's explicitly explained, but okay. I feel like it's sort of like a okay. I I get what they're getting at, kind of thing. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, we'll talk about it. You have to explain it to me. Overall, what did you think? Did you like it? Did you think it, you know? What did you think? Yeah, it's tricky. It's, it's one of these expectation ones where it kind of came out and everyone said it was shit, so I didn't bother watching it. Um, and then it started to kind of appear in a kind of like an underseen gem, sort of like, you might want to check it out. And then you guys mentioned it too. So yeah, I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't know anything about the plot other than that sort of two, two second sum up. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was... But he's like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's got some really, really effective bits. Um, the, the, the bit with the parents in the middle where the mum's writing the letter. Really, really yeah. well done and actually really moving. Um, and then you 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 think you know what's going to happen with the the neighbor that keeps coming around and then yeah 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 i liked it i I would recommend it kind of if you think if you think you know what's going to happen watch it because you probably don't i would say yeah yep i think that's totally fair Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm glad you didn't hate it yeah i'm satisfied with you not being like what the fuck And I recommend people listening to your show about it too, because it's a good show. Yeah, but definitely watch it before watch you watch it first. Listen yeah. to the stream queens, because we will spoil the shit out of it, and we will talk about the end a lot. But you officially so. have a spoiler section where you say, "Okay, specifically, this is our spoiler disclaimer," which is good to know. Yeah. Well, we we here's the thing: is like we've tried to start saying that right at the beginning because we found we were like spoiling it before. Right. We even said we were spoiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Sometimes we like... you spoil it before the title. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> there will be spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, it's a bit more implicit in Zombie Girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's our cast, so we can say what we want. True. Because that. it's ours and not yours. That's my uh, reference to anyone who watches uh. Anyway, <laughs> um, what else have you been watching? So I saw this other movie called One Cut of the Dead. I am uh, very curious about this. Okay. Yes, tell us. It's fantastic. It's um, it's a Japanese movie um, about a, a, a film crew making a zombie movie, and then they are plagued by real zombies. Um, but that's kind of that's only a part of the movie. I thought that was going to be the whole thing. Okay. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but that's only that's only the first part, and then it goes it goes a little deeper than that. And it's really, really, really good. It's very impressive. It's very funny. Um, it's very sweet. I think I think you guys would really like it. Okay. Yeah. And I want to know more about how it was made. Um, because the the first half an hour is all in one shot. It's one, or it, it at least appears like it's one continuous shot. That's what I was wondering if yeah. the name meant it was like a single shot film. Mm, mm. Yeah, part of it is not the whole thing, but uh, the first. 30 minutes is one continuous thing and it's great I'd, I'd love to know how they pulled it off and um there are things that happen uh is this a spoiler oh, I don't know. Well, it's, it's it's a movie within a movie so then later you kind of see behind the scenes not in a documentary way but in a you follow the film crew within the film crew within the movie and then i'm wondering if that was actually the movie itself as well like while they were filming how they made the movie whether the actual cut that we get at the start is is the cut or if they recreated parts of it to film that part 
That's what I would like to know. And I can't, find, I can't find any information about it. But oh it's gosh. great. I think I think Zombie Girls audiences would really like it. All right. Well, when it comes out, we're covering it. Excellent. Done. And um, the other movie I watched is also one Matilda's list um, is Pet Cemetery, which I had very high hopes for, and they were deflated. Aww. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Is it bad? It's not bad. It's just I feel like like Stephen King has had this resurgence in the last couple of years, and we've talked about uh, a lot of his movies that have come out recently. Uh, we all liked it. And I thought this was going to be another it. I mean, I'm not uh, the biggest fan of the original Pet Cemetery. I, I saw it quite late. I quite like it, but I want you know I don't like it as much as Ariel loves it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I thought this was a real opportunity to to I think do something really really dark and really really interesting with it. And they change a few little beats in the story that don't really have. I, I just felt like it was a wasted opportunity to do something really really interesting because it's basically the same movie except they change one or two things. Mm, okay. What did you think, Matilda? I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, it was it was good. I, like you, am not completely attached to the first one. Mm. Um, or don't have, like, super strong feelings about it in the realm of Stephen King mm-hmm. movies. It's not my favorite. It's great, but it's not something that I go back to and think about a lot. And mm. I think this was well done, and I don't know how necessary it was, but I often feel that about remakes. Yeah, I just felt like if they'd made it... I mean, it's pretty dark. The subject matter's very dark. And the original's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they dialed that up even more to kind of 2019 standards, uh, I think it would have been really cool. But they just didn't really... They just kept it at, like, 1980s standard. Which, yeah, like, right. just didn't feel necessary. I thought the acting was really great. I thought the kids were good. I thought um, John Lithgow was really great as uh, Judd. Um, and I like watching movies about cats. So that was that was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't know. It was it solid, but there wasn't much to update mm. about it. There wasn't. Sometimes know. the book is better. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, I might I might read the well book played. next. Matilda, what else have you been watching? Uh, so I have been watching um, a show on Hulu called The Act. Has anyone oh, watched it? Oh, great show. <laughs> yeah. I haven't great watched the show. show. I watched the documentary. Tell me about the show. You should watch the show. So really? The Act. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I watched like the first I mean, three episodes of that. I, mm-hmm. The reason I haven't watched it is I was like, well, I've already seen the documentary. Like, what what could they dramatize to make better than like the documentary? Yeah. Which is so- which, by the way, is Mommy Dead and Dearest? Mommy yep. Dead and Dearest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard of this at all. What is it? Oh, oh, oh my God. You're in for such a treat. <laughs> Jody. Jody. It's a, um, it's a, so the documentary, or the it's a true crime case that's about... Um, Jody, uh, have you heard of Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, this is familiar. So this is a dramatization of that. It, Patricia Arquette is the mother, right? And she's, she's so good, so good. Yeah, she's chilling. And the Gypsy Rose is great. Yeah, um, they really do a good job of like just how dark. Chloe Sevigny is the neighbor across the street. It is worth it. Mm. Okay, I definitely right, I'm think it it's on worth my it. To do. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth it. Um, Should I see the documentary really first, or does it not matter what way around? You yeah probably Sarah what do you think what should Jody watch the documentary first then uh probably so you kind of because I think I think the show's a little bit better if you know what's going on because especially mm, the yeah. first couple of episodes kind of okay. skip around in the timeline mm. 
but like the first three episodes really skip around the timeline yeah. so i think it's a lot better if you kind of know what you're getting into before you, okay. you get there mm-hmm. yeah and it's a good documentary okay yeah. cool yeah it's real good mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like this documentary series does a really good job or not documentary series this dramatization does a really good job of showing the way that even after her mother is gone the only um like she's been trained well by her mother mm. in certain kinds of manipulation and that's yeah. kind of all she's got yeah gotcha. mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting Okay, so awesome. Yeah, that sounds like it's a must-watch situation. That's a good one. It's a good one. And so the other thing that I've been watching is the uh, end of Game of Thrones. Is everybody caught up on this? Yes. (laughs) What a sad... Uh, Especially for the women on that show, I would say. No fucking kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, not delighted. Like, and to me, it's not even plot points. It's just the execution. It's such hot fucking mm-hmm. garbo. Yeah, like you could feel them like trying to get out of the building as fast as they can. Everything from like just the like ridiculous character turns with like no time to breathe to Starbucks cups to like mics in the like. It yeah, just what the felt fuck rushed. happened? Like, how do you take one of the greatest TV series of all time and then just, like, I don't, like, take a giant dump on it? I don't understand. I don't understand. It makes me not want to see the Star Wars movies by them. Like, I want to fucking boycott the Star Wars movies. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing was weird. The pacing was so strange and off. All of it felt wrong. I mean, there was, there were a handful of moments that I thought were really great. Like every single thing between Arya and, and the Hound was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. continued to be great. And to me, that just tells you that the chemistry of the, between the two actors is solid because mm-hmm. like that they continue to maintain the same level of quality when everybody else fucking. Like, <laughs> right. And I feel like there was some good, there was some good cinematography. This yeah. season. Like the cinematographers were not phoning it in. They were still on it. But other yes. than that, whoa, the, the writing was Honestly, horrendous. it's the writing. It's the writing. No, it. I mean, I don't know. I will never forgive them for how they treated Brienne. This Thank season. you. Yeah. Yes. That mm-hmm. made yeah. me so angry. The that character assassination of Brienne of Tarth. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I did see yes. a really funny meme of her writing, and it says, uh, and he fell in love with Brianna Tarth, but sadly he was too ugly and stupid for her, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I would have accepted that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really I worried that accepted... she was going to start writing, uh, you know, Jamie did it at father of dot, 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 and then, you know, pat her belly. I was really worried that that was going to happen. Oh. Like, oh, God, you found the one answer that would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah. been terrible. <laughs> I mean, I think I might have broken my TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just pathetic that it ended so poorly when it so didn't need to. HBO wanted at least two more seasons. They mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. Yeah. I don't understand cannot, that. It needed two more him, seasons. It needed, it needed it. at least two more seasons. Because mm-hmm. You needed a season with the Night King. You needed a season with Cersei. And you needed a, like a season with Brienne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or not Brienne. I mean, uh, with Daenerys. Daenerys. Like, yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine if this season had, or like one of the season ended. Like, say we we finish the Night King with this season, and then the end of next season, the final shot was Daenerys like burninating King's Landing, cut yeah. to black. Like that would have been the most mm-hmm. epic season finale mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then and, you could have slow built her like descent into madness or anger right. or whatever it was, and not have it just be like right. this quick switch where she's on top like, of a dragon really all of a sudden just like a growls and bitch? flies off. Yeah, they they seem to think so. That takes her like Something a stupid. couple of strokes of bad luck, and she just goes full mad queen. Right. Like, am I okay with her going mad queen? Of course. Like that's where the series has been going. Yeah. They've laid, especially if yeah. you read the books, the foundation is there. But they've never shown it on the show. So one day she's okay. The next day she's sad. And the next day she's like a mass murderer. I don't understand. Like No. It's, no. Ah. It was ridiculous. That made me The angry. degree <laughs> to which everything in these last three episodes has undermined every other yeah. single thing in the rest of the series is what yeah. is so maddening. Yeah. yeah. Like also nothing the, mattered. Nothing yeah, mattered. Nothing mattered. Nothing about all the things they worked for. Like even Bran's story. Like. We spent so many seasons watching this kid struggle and almost die to try to become this three-eyed raven. And then they did fucking nothing with him being the three-eyed raven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, like, sits there warging and, like, he doesn't tell them anything about what's going to happen in the battle. It doesn't do any good to have him know this history. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. how you get to be king on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and then I swear it felt kind of like a sitcom towards the end where they're like trying to wrap up all these things in sort of happy yeah. ways and the jokiness around the table at the end. It just I also so don't weird. need Sansa shushing Yara. I don't right? need that. That's yeah. not that does that does not hit me in the feminist no. part of my heart at all. No. I mean no part of this does, right? Because no. it's all it's right it's people talking about like breaking the wheel or having some different system and then they're like nope, Starks are still in charge. Yep. Yeah. All right, RIP Game of Thrones. Sorry you shit the bed. Yeah, the two <laughs> things that did save it for me this season were Twitter. Mm. Like getting to look at Twitter and um the NPR recaps by Glenn Weldon, who I love, who just went on and on about Cersei's Carol Brady wig. <laughs> oh my God, it so is a Carol Brady wig. <laughs> it, it real bad. It real, real bad. Oh, wow. Sarah, what have you been watching? Been watching, apparently it's a sci-fi series based off a graphic novel. Um, it's on Netflix. The first season is anyway. Um, it's called Happy with Christopher Maloney from Law & Order. Basically, he plays a disgraced cop named Sax in this sort of like extreme corrupted version of uh, New York City. And there's a Santa Claus who's kidnapping children. So Sax ends up finding out he has a daughter when a little blue cartoon horse shows up to find him to help him save his daughter. And it's rude. It's crude. It's damn funny and really great like action series. So I definitely recommend watching that. Yeah, I've seen previews for that show, and it looks like it might be interesting. I've just never bitten the bullet and watched it. Yeah, I, there's... I've watched a few episodes, and I like if I were going to pick a show for Sarah to watch, it would be this. Show. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I it was, was I was dying you. when he was in the strip club, the North Pole, and they're like, "You need to talk to Mrs. Claus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. Well, Patton Oswalt's the voice of the unicorn, right? Yes. And then uh, I'm, I'm I'm only I'm only about five episodes into it. Debbie Mazar's just shown up on this like Real Housewives knockoff show. And, oh, like I, don't think I, I, that far. I love Debbie Mazar, so I'm just so happy with the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, and then um, see, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the second season. That was really good. That was super cool. How does it? I haven't watched it yet. How does it stack up to the first season? It's better. 
Okay, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I There were things I really liked about it, but I felt like it was pretty uneven. Yeah, so. agreed. Yeah, no, this is a little more, a little more, cons- like, consistent. There's, there's some stuff that happens with Theo that, well, um, with, um, crap, I can't remember the, the, the name. Her, her friend with the, the her tomboy friend, um, mm. they come out as trans and start being called Theo. Um, awesome. There's mm-hmm. something that happens with her friend Roz that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so... Because part of my problem with the first season was I kind of felt like there was interesting stuff with the friends, and, like, they never really went anywhere with it. And I was, mm-hmm. like, more invested in them than I was... Honestly, I'm more invested in just about everyone in the shoes than Sabrina. Is that... She's fine. Yeah. But, like, all the interesting characters are on the periphery. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. the aunts and her cousin. <laughs> aunts, I would watch yeah. a show just about the three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more story with the side characters, I'd say. Nice. So that help that helps move Sabrina's story along. And yeah, she's still the, the main focus, but her stuff gets better also. Oh, good. So, uh, definitely definitely watch it. It's it's okay. pretty cool. And then I'm going to lump these two together, uh Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Loved okay. them both. Both really great popcorn munchers and Yes. Endgame was a lot of fun and Captain Marvel Ooh, I thought was awesome. Endgame was so sad. I know. <laughs> I cried so much. Like the other day I put on the jacket I wore in the theater and there were just like handfuls of tissues in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I wasn't I wasn't like sad about it. Because like, my favorite character got the ending he deserved. Who's your yeah, favorite character? Fair. Captain. Captain oh, America. Yeah. Oh, fair. I was like, if you say Hawkeye, I'm hanging <laughs> up on you. <laughs> you have so much and like, you know, Thor dealing with this with his depression and PTSD. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know what I, I honestly I had a toothache when I saw it and probably wasn't the best time to see the movie, but I was like, I must see it because I can't go on the internet until I see it. <laughs> like I came I was in Portland during when that premiered and the like there was like a big Game of Thrones thing and I was like, I can't fucking go on the internet until I watch this shit because yeah. it's all gonna get spoiled for me. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I did not see I need to see it again with like when I'm in a better mood. But I was like pretty bummed out by it like i i thought it was good mm-hmm. but um it was i the tone of it especially in the early stuff when everybody's like dealing with like the post snap world was like such a bummer until ant-man got there i was so glad when ant-man showed yeah. up because like <laughs> i was just like this shit is depressing as fuck mm-hmm. also like the use of captain marvel was so not enough it was yeah, not enough yeah yeah yeah, I mean that was that was probably my biggest complaint because you have that rally where all the women are like back in Captain Marvel and you're just like yeah. fuck yeah, and then they yeah. didn't do anything fuck. with it. They had all these amazing women and it was so yeah. cool to watch them like marching forward together, but then like nothing happened. Yeah, without well, like making somebody, that was somebody's big complaint with the movie about um about uh Black Widow it was just like she's mm. yeah pivotal in this and you wasted her. Mm. Uh, the level to, like, the, we're talking, like, Brienne level rage that I felt at the way that they once again fucked Thank Black you. Widow with this movie. Yes. Yeah. That was the, I was, that was honestly, like, I, I think part of my issue with this movie really is that I can't quite square how that went down. Has everybody who cares about spoilers seen this? I've seen it. I was underwhelmed. 
You know I'm fine if you talk about it. Okay. Yeah. How about you? And you don't care. <laughs> yeah. You don't care about spoilers and you don't care about Avengers. <laughs> so, like, yeah. But, like, for them to sacrifice her I for know. fucking Hawkeye <laughs> yeah. is some bullshit. I cannot, I cannot accept it. I do not accept, I reject it. I hate it. Like, when he started to fall through the cliff, I turned to Randy and was like, oh, they finally found a purpose for Hawkeye. And then she died! I was no! really hoping it would be something like both of them go over the cliff and both of them come back because they're both worthy or something. You know, some, mm. some like, meta, you know. Something. Some, you know. Use uh, the time stone. Like, right, and then <laughs> that, 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 I would have been okay with that. Okay, fine, Hawkeye's still there. Fuck him, whatever. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was uh, maddening. I wonder uh, how um, how Hawkeye's going to explain that badass tattoo sleeve to his wife. <laughs> I can't with I can't with I can't with the Hawkeye. Also, the lionization yeah. of Tony Stark is far mm. too far too much for me. Mm. Um, a friend of mine when he was watching it was like, they're just like panning over the crowd, and all the actors are like, "Thank you for my career." <laughs> 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 But yeah, like honestly, that there there's a handful of moments there where I was just like, "Oh, you've forgotten you have a female audience." Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for that again. Mm-hmm. Um, which bummed me out because I've watched 22 movies and I feel like I deserved yeah. a little bit better. Totally agree. Than that. I mean, Tony Tony Stark gets this like amazing funeral and farewell, and everybody's sad. And like Black Widow, they came they come back and they're just like, "Oh yeah, we were her only family." And I guess they just dropped Bye. the whole Bruce Banner Black Widow thing. Yeah, so exactly. Like... They've been building that up for so many movies and then just nothing. And he like throws mm-hmm. a table and then he's fucking over it and happy again. And they but... like assassinated her character yeah. in Avengers 2 with Bruce Banner. And then when like it's time for that to have some payoff, he's just like, Merp, I don't know. Mm, that sucks. What yeah. Like Scarlet Witch was more upset about Vision. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, Give me a break. Okay, so I will say positive things. I was very happy to see Valkyrie made it through the snap and like got mm-hmm. to do some stuff in this. And her riding a freaking Pegasus into battle was everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, seeing all those ladies marching on the battlefield made me realize after Game of Thrones and this, I need a female Avengers. Like I want to see yeah. Captain Marvel and the gals from Black from um, Black Panther and everybody together. Somehow they got to Maybe they'll all go to like Soulstone Island and like somehow find Black Widow, and that'll be the thing they need to do. I would, I would be into that movie. Hollywood, call me. I have ideas. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm in a mood because I'm shitting on everything. But uh, I will say I did actually kind of love the way that they used the plot to like really kind of take you through the journey that you had been on. And like there were some fun payoff moments in it mm-hmm. that I really loved, particularly Captain America in the elevator with with uh, um, with uh, what are they called? The Hydra guys? The Hydra guys, yes. Yeah. That part, like, I really laughed at that part. That was a great moment, because it also was a callback to, like, the comics, where mm-hmm. there's a thing where he's like, you know, you have that moment in the comics where he's like, Hell Hydra or whatever. Um, was, I don't know. There were some really great moments. I liked all of the Captain Marvel butt jokes. Not Captain Marvel. I would have hated that. <laughs> America butt jokes. Um, yeah. That it's America's butt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I I it, I felt very mixed about it. I don't unlike Game of Thrones, it didn't retroactively ruin all the other movies for me. So thumbs up. <laughs> it, for me, it was just a really good excuse to you know 
turn my brain off for three hours, yeah, drink that's you know, fair. 64 ounces of, of Barks vanilla cream soda and, and yeah. eat popcorn. 64 ounces? I have a new life goal. <laughs> huh? That okay. sounds amazing. <laughs> so, Jody, you saw it. What Do you have any, anything you want to add? Um, I was just pretty underwhelmed generally by it because um, anytime there's a time travel element, I just go, oh, well, all bets are off then. Like, there's no stakes in anything. Mm -hmm. And they keep saying, oh, why don't we just go back in time, you guys? And they go, no, 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 we can't do that. And I'm thinking, yeah, but Thanos literally did that at the end of the last movie to get the uh, the Mind Stone from Vision. He literally just uses the Time Stone to go back mm -hmm. a couple seconds and do it. So why not? Like, why wouldn't anyone just do that again and undo everything that's been done? Yeah. And you need to address that. Yeah. You need, and, you know, and people go, oh, well... You know, also mutants don't exist. Like, yeah, okay, but in in the in the you know, uh, you need to believe what's happening in the space of the the movie. Um, yeah. Plus, uh, coming right off the back of um, Captain Marvel, which I really really yes. loved, but then I think they filmed this before that movie because they filmed it back yes. to back with Infinity War, um, and she just didn't do anything. And now all the men on the internet are going, "Oh, she was useless," and I'm like, "Oh, that's such a shame that that they that really criminally underused that character because she was meant to be this big, all powerful, you know, being." Right? Yeah. Like, didn't you come out of Captain Marvel being like Thanos is fuck? Yeah, I was yeah, like, right, she's going to be it. the key. This is amazing. And yeah. she does have a moment with Thanos where you do yeah. see that she is actually incredibly powerful, mm. but it wasn't. It did not pay off the way you felt coming off the movie yeah. that, like, chrono, like supposedly chronologically was leading into this movie. Like, mm -hmm. you should be taking information from that movie. Like, it's going to have like impact on the next one and the footprint Captain Marvel leaves is so small. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Although she does get a good haircut in it, at least. True. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that half of the audience where, you know, at the at the post-credit sequence, half of the audience who know the comics go, oh, no way, this thing's going to come next. And I go, uh, what? I don't know what that is. So I'm learning kind of retrospectively, oh, this means this character's going to come in the next movie. Okay, right, fine. And then I get up to speed and then I go, oh, what? You didn't even use that character. Come on. Dude, the, the, yeah. the best part about Captain Marvel, though, was finding out how, how uh, Fury lost his eye. Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I love the part where he's like, "It's just a scratch," and then it like cut to the like yeah. the, the alien guy, and he's just like, eh, "Not really." Yeah. <laughs> I really love that movie because um, that's my nostalgia. Like, I, I really love Stranger Things and all this kind of eighty stuff that's going on. But I was born in the eighties, so I didn't grow up in the eighties. Right. I grew up in the nineties, uh -huh. so it's all yeah. dialogue internet and blockbuster and riot. That's, yeah. that's my nostalgia. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> So I really oh like no, that. totally. So like all of that pop culture, like the music mm -hmm. and the blockbusters and just the the clothes, everything. Like I'm kind of I'm I'm so ready for the like '90s songs. We had yeah, like, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm I'm like peaked out on the '80s. I'm ready yeah. to like let's get into the '90s. I just want like everything to be like Riot Girl and blockbuster and mm -hmm. body suits and I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you remember how uncomfortable body suits were? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't want to put them on my body. You just ready to look at some. You want other, you want to other two body suits and jeans. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Jinko uh, just went out of business. Oh, did it? Yeah. I thought they were making a comeback. I guess they they got in too soon. <laughs> they couldn't single handedly bring back the '90s by bringing back the worst part of it. <laughs> uh, um, Z Cavaricis. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Can I just tell you, I don't know that there is a worse cut of pant to put on my body than Cavarici. Like a blue sea sort of like stomach area would not be my friend. Yeah, I mean, who, who yeah. would have thought that high-waisted, pleated, pleated. Peg, peg legged 
jeans were a good idea. Dude, you are taking me Oof. back to a junior high dance right now. Like, <laughs> I am living my best vanilla ice life as you discuss this. <laughs> Did you have Z Cabaretis in the UK or were you spared? Oh, I don't know what these are. You were spared. Oh, you were spared. Oh. Bless you. Bless you. You gotta look Google them up. it, but bless okay. you. <laughs> Like, I remember when the cute guy in class got the Z Cavaricis, and we were like, oh, <laughs> look at Timmy and his Z Cavaricis. Oh, God. Awesome. Okay, stuff I've been watching. Game of Thrones, done talking about that. Avengers Endgame, done talking about that. So instead, I'm just going to talk about one little gem of a movie that everybody needs to check out, and that is John Wick 3 Parabellum, because that shit is dope. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> it is so good, you guys. Like, if, I mean... Here's the thing is, if you didn't like the previous two movies, you're not going to like this. Because this is the previous two movies, but, like, taken to, like, total cuckoo bananas land. <laughs> like, it is so next level ridiculous. Like, I, I was joking with Jeff uh, from Splattercast on Facebook. Like, we're like, how does the economy of this world work? I do not understand. Why is every single person an assassin? I do not understand. But... <laughs> But it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's so fun. There are action beats in this movie that I have never seen before in my life. There is a knife fight that, like, knife fights are done. We're done with them now because they have broken knife fights. It, no one can top this knife fight. It's done. It's done. <laughs> We're done with knife fights. There's also some stuff involving trained attack dogs that is incredible. That, uh, I mean... We're done with dog stuff now because they broke dog stuff. It's done. You can't do anything else with it. We're done. It's so great. And like Halle Berry in like her full like kick ass action lady mode is amazing. There's not enough of her in this movie, unfortunately, but because they've already greenlit the fourth movie, I'm hoping we will see her again because like shit is about to break loose in the world of John Wick in the fourth one. The way that this one ends is like a total cliffhanger. So like I turned to the person staying with me and I was like, there better be another movie because I, this cannot be the ending. This can't be it. I need, I need resolution around some things. But yeah, this, it's great. Probably the most unbelievable thing about the whole movie is just like nobody has like a low enough resting heart rate to have achieved all that he has achieved in what is like basically a month's worth of time in the the series. Like he runs across New York like five times. He walks through a desert. He like fights five (laughs) billion people. Like at one point he he basically, like there's a, he gets, um, at the end of the last movie he got, uh, what is it called? When you get kicked out of the church forever. Excommunicated. Mm -hmm. And so, like, basically every single assassin, which is basically every single person, is now hunting him. So he just, like, kills everyone. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, I can't wait. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And I just love Keanu. Like, anything Keanu does, I'm just in. Like, is he the best actor? No. I don't care. I don't care. He's so much fun to watch. Who cares? I just love him. And the knife fight, guys. Let me just say again. The (laughs) knife fight. It's amazing. <laughs> so John Wick 3, for all the negative things I have said today, like this is the thing that I still still makes me happy. And I can say unreservedly that it is awesome. All right, cool. Well, then what do you say we get started into our reviews? Mm-hmm, sweet. All right. Who has the synopsis for Bait? I do. All right. Let's hear it. Tell us about Bait, Jones. Okay. <clears throat> I'll not try and do this in an Aussie accent as planned. Uh, <laughs> oh no! No, 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 no. Please, Aussie it up. 
We'll lose all of our Australian listeners if I attempt that. Right. Um, so, Bait from 2012, directed by Kimball Rendell, starring Xavier Samuel, Shani Vinson, Julian McMahon, and Phoebe Tonkin. Mm-hmm. Josh used to be a lifeguard, but is dealing with the trauma of losing his best friend and brother of his fiancée, Tina, after being unable to save him from a shark attack. A year later, he is working in a supermarket and is unexpectedly reunited with Tina, who had moved away after the attack. A tsunami hits the city and in turn floods the supermarket and its underground car park, bringing with it a pair of great white sharks. Blah, easy for me to say. Great white sharks. Josh and Tina, along with a shoplifter, her cop father and a would-be robber, must band together with the other hapless shoppers to try and survive. All right. So, Jody, what did you think of this movie? Yeah, this is pretty fun. I saw this a couple of years ago at a horror all-nighter thing, uh, like a Halloween all-nighter at a cinema, and it was in 3D. So uh, I'm not really into 3D, but it's quite fun to just put on the specs and you know have some popcorn and have a laugh uh, at the film. Um, yeah, I think it's a fun movie. I remember it being a lot funnier. I think I've remembered it as more of a like piranha kind of like quite silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually a lot more gruesome than I'd remembered. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think um, the characters are all pretty bland. I don't think we, uh, I didn't personally kind of like root for anyone uh, that much, but um, the kills are pretty good and pretty fun. And the bodies are all like, it's it's got all the jaws stuff, you know, like floating heads and floating legs and stuff. But they're all like, they all look like they've been eaten by fish. I guess there's supposed to be like other fish that have been brought in by the tsunami too, because they they're all like got bits just hanging off they're them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty neat. I like it. Awesome. Now you picked this movie, Sarah. What made you? What? How do you feel about this movie? What made you decide to go with this one? Because I like when animal attack. attack movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally valid like, reason. Yeah. Well, you know, because I, I like I like this one. I mean, there's a lot of really great shots, like especially like when the when the shark is attacking the couple in the BMW. Like how mm-hmm. you just see it, yeah. like just in the background, just passing by the windows. Yeah, the characters are pretty bland. You you keep rooting for the shark the entire time. <laughs> yeah, go, go, You're go, just go. like, yeah, just pick that guy off. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. I just I just thought the movie was fun. How about you, Ariel? What did you think of Bait? I thought it was really fun too. I mean, I agree that the characters are kind of boring, but um, except maybe for the the weird evil guy, the shirtless dude. He was he kind of made me <laughs> laugh because he was just so over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when we did. Um, like shark attack movies for the ZGBG, I realized that I'd only ever seen three shark attack movies. So, <laughs> so um, watching this was a good experience for me. And it made me realize that I need to watch more of these movies because it's such like mindless fun. And I had kind of a rough week. I needed that. And watching these movies is like a great escape. Um, oh, good. Yeah, because it's just like silly. Silly. Okay, so next on your list is Jersey, so- Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I like this one. It was it was a fun movie, and like there were some good you know shark killing moments, like the guy who goes up into the air duct, and then he like oh, yeah. slips and falls, and the, the shark just like eats the it's bottom like, half Tom. of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was fun. I was glad to see that the dog didn't die. That made yeah. me I know, <laughs> not bully. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was just fun. I don't know what else to say about it other than I just had a good time with it. All right. How about you, Matilda? What did you think of this movie? Um, So I fucking loved this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right? And um, I think this might be my favorite shark movie now. 
Oh, wow. Wow, really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think because it's a disaster movie. I, you know what? When the tsunami was hitting, I was like, like I can, I can feel your pleasure yes. from, from <laughs> all the way from Oakland. I was like, oh, you like disaster oh, movies too? I love oh, disaster movies, oh. and, and I love. You know, shark movies are fine, but so many of them are like, well, then don't go to the shark's house, right? Yeah, um, yeah. This one, the shark actually comes to your house in this one. Yeah, and and I also love those kind of like. Um, disaster movies where a terrible event has happened and then everybody has to figure out how to use like household tools and problem right. solving to fix their problems and so this was just a pure delight for me mm-hmm. and the gore was good um ariel that scene you're talking about which is also the spidery scene yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> has great gore i mean the characters are felt like disaster movie characters to me and that i didn't mm-hmm. care and they were they were one note, but man, they were committing to that one note, whatever their note was. <laughs> that note was yell. Yeah. The shop girl, she makes it over the meat counter. She's smacking the, the shark in the nose with the meat grinder, with the uh, uh, meat tender. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. So yeah, this movie is real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> real, 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 real dumb. And, but hey, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You can have a movie that real dumb, but real fun. And I think that this qualifies. Like, the, like you've all talked about, the characters are very one note. It's funny to see. The thing is, is actually, it was it was interesting to see like how many of the actors I recognize that have gone on to other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there were like at least three that I'm like, oh, I know this person from from like the. We got Doctor Doom in there. We've got someone who's on all the CW vampire shows. And Sharni Ver- Vince Verson? Vincent? Vincent. Well, which she was my favorite part of Your Next. So, like, mm-hmm. even though if I just met her as the character on this movie, I would probably would not give, I would give zero fucks about her. But, like, she'll always be that, like, survivalist from Your Next that I yeah. love. Yeah. So, like, I was in actually, like, invested in her journey. Not so much the, like, her dumb, dumb ex-boyfriend who, like, the my one complaint about this movie yeah. is at the end when they get out and she turns to him, like, what's next? Like, this dumb, dumb knows. Like, he right. doesn't know. Like, yeah. he, take control. You know. You're the tenderizer girl. Like, be a badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, also, that they, they introduced her in a bikini butt first. Right. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that, that wasn't great. But... Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. a butt first kind of movie. I would say, <laughs> like, if you were going <laughs> to... Yeah. In general, like, this is a butt first movie. But... And, and Julian McMahon, it kind, of, kind of felt like with all the stuff that he's done, that, like, all the quality stuff that he's done, that, like, this was an alimony check. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he'd already done, like, Nip Tuck and stuff before yeah. this came out. Is he's, is, like, either he owes Kimball Rendell money, or, like, <laughs> his, like, brother-in-law, he's, like, trying to help out, like... <laughs> What's the story there? What's the story? Uh, also, what's the story with his eyebrows? I find them distract, very distracting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it doesn't matter like what level of budget movie he's in. Like he will not let the makeup people get a wrinkle on them. <laughs> I know they always look so cartoony and weird. They like a mannequin hover. or something. They're hovering in front of his face. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like they're not actually attached. They're like hovered. Like they're what I imagine lace front eyebrows would look like, except for they're. I've seen good ones now, and so I I I know I'm wig cop, but I'm also eyebrow cop, and I have a minor in eyebrowology, and like I I I I find his eyebrows always to be like the like yeah like. I, I struggle with them no matter what movie he's in. Or, like, whenever he's, like, a love interest, I'm like, but the eyebrows, though. 
like, why are you with him? His eyebrows. So, I don't know. I really like, I like this movie. Like, this is the kind of movie you want to watch with it. Like, I think you said you saw it at a film festival. That is Mm. the perfect venue for a movie like this. The more people that are physically in proximity when you're watching this movie, the better I think it is. Mm -hmm. Because it is, like, it has the, it's real dumb, but then it has, like, these kind of, like, punctuations of gore that, like, you could cheer with a crowd of Mm like-minded people in a particular way. But yeah, I think this is definitely one of the best, like, I mean, for you to say you like it more than Jaws is kind of, I feel like a little extra. <laughs> like, you know, choose your own adventure. Um, so I would say after Jaws, this is definitely like in the milieu of of, of shark mo- best shark movies for sure. Yeah. Uh-uh. Although the one guy who like um, went underwater, you know, so that he could go turn off the power or whatever. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Mr. Sacrifice. The guy with yeah, the but I kept being uh-huh. like, why didn't you just untie your weights like before you took the mouth thing off? Then you wouldn't have had to just die underwater. You could because he couldn't bend over that. because of the thing around his around his ribs. Oh, is that why? Because it looked yeah. like he was trying to reach down there to like loosen. He was them trying to reach didn't... down, yeah. but he couldn't bend. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, why didn't they float to the other end of it? Because he was weighted down, so he could walk on the floor. But why didn't they weight the? other end of the tube so it was above the water so he could just walk along i guess they needed to pull him back maybe but yeah. why pull the whole thing back like, <laughs> the, the unnecessary death of like shopping cart guy was rough man. because was I, rough. I mean because josh and tina have to reunite right that's why he right kill the new boyfriend yeah <laughs> I like the death when um, the, I think he's a security guard and he's trying to climb up the side of the um, of the shelf and the girl's holding his hand yeah. and then she's holding oh, his hand and then yes. his head just floats away from his arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was good. super cool. <laughs> yes, this is yep. everything I want a shark mo- movie to be with none of the extra. It's great. Mm. I think we'll definitely have to talk about some of the things that this does right when we get into the Meg, particularly. There is blood. Hey, <laughs> right. yeah. imagine that in a dark movie. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like that. There's a little meanness to this movie. Like yeah. it is. Like, it's mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the like, meat hook scene where he like meat hooks the guy and throws him in the water. That was pretty. Good. I mean, and there's that weird blade in the face, like when the tsunami hits, and there's like yeah! a spinning fan yeah. blade yeah. or something. It just hits the girl in the face. We're like, where did that even come from? Was right? that like leftover from the director's like college film project or something? They just wanted it in this movie. <laughs> right. It was just like a little cut to that. Nailed it. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Also, like honestly, it it lifted from my nightmares. Is the part where they're like uh, in the car underwater. First of all, being in a car with that fucking dumbass guy is yeah. <laughs> but secondary nightmare would be a shark swimming around it because like that's the kind of like dream logic. Only in a dream are you like in a car above ground and there's a shark swimming around you mm. but it is like total nightmare scenario yeah yeah well, and like it makes me think of something i would have thought of as a kid when i was like reading about sharks and getting scared like i remember i read about dinosaurs once and someone described them as like their face covering a window and so i was afraid to look at my window for a while oh. because i thought there might be a t-rex oh. looking back at me <laughs> oh, like yeah. that's the kind of thinking that like imagination i had as a kid and like that 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 particular visual when it's swimming around the car kind of like hit a nostalgia note i don't know mm-hmm. right yeah. Uh, yeah but i mean there's there's such great shots it's it, because you just keep seeing the shark just swimming around in the background as you know the couple's arguing in the front i think that what it is about this movie that makes it 
fun is truly that it's such a weird high concept. Yeah, mm-hmm. that the shark like, comes into your house in a grocery and it store. kicks your ass. Yeah, I'm in an elevator with someone and they pitch me sharks in a grocery store. I'm greenlighting that motherfucker. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and they did, and it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else before we move on to La Meg? Yeah, I think I so. Think There's so. lots of um, kind of like the, the Australian soap opera actors. Like I recognise a, a bunch of faces. So Shani Vincent started oh. out in Home, in Home and Away, and I think the boyfriend, the jock boyfriend in the car, did as well. That's where Chris Hemsworth started as well. Um, and there's probably probably half the cast started there as well. But uh, it's weird, watch, like having watched them as a kid, now re- recognising all these faces in horror movies. It's a bit weird. Oh. Do you guys get those shows like Neighbours and Home and Away? No, and... no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like a after school time, like PG rated soap operas. Nothing really bad like happens, but people my age will will recognize these faces. Oh, cool. Well, would you recommend Bait Jody? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not it's it's not quite as kind of silly as like the Sharknado type movies, uh, and it's not as good as something like Jaws, but it's fun. I'd, I'd say it's on the upper end of uh, shark movies. I would I would recommend. Yeah. Matilda, I feel like I know the answer to yes. this. Would you recommend Strong it? yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend it over Deep Blue Sea 2? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Ariel, how about you? Yeah, I would recommend it. If you need something light and fun, this is a good choice. Mm-hmm. And Sarah? Absolutely. Yeah, if someone came to me and said, "You want to watch a shark? I want to watch a shark movie. You know any good shark movie?" I'd be like, "Okay, have you seen Jaws?" And if they say no to that, then the next answer is, "Well, have you seen Bait? What do you think about grocery store sharks?" <laughs> I got a movie. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, Era, you have the synopsis for Meg. Let's have it. All right. So the Meg came out in 2018, directed by John Turtletaub, uh, starring Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, and Bing Bing Lee. So it's about a group of researchers exploring the Mariana Trench, and they're trapped in a deep-sea submersible at the deepest part of the ocean. Rescue diver uh, Jonas Taylor, played by Jason Statham, is pulled out of retirement to save the researchers after being discredited for claiming a past rescue mission failed because a megalodon attacked. Turns out he was right, and after saving two of the researchers, the megalodon escapes into the rest of the ocean, and it's up to Jonas and the rest of the crew to stop it from killing more people. Awesome. Now, Sarah, again, this was your week to pick. So what made you decide on the Meg? Again, because it was, it's just a fun, mindless, popcorn muncher of a movie with, you know, sharks. This time, great big sharks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ariel, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so it's not a perfect movie, but I still had fun watching it. Um, like, it's stupid. It is. <laughs> like, it's real dumb. But but I still enjoyed it. Like, I still had fun with the action scenes and, like, Rain Wilson being a ridiculous billionaire guy and Jason Statham, like, playing himself like he always does. But that's always fun, right. too. Um, yeah. I liked the little girl, even, which sometimes I find when they add kids in, it's kind of annoying. But I thought she was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like, I mean, like you kind of mentioned before, there's not, there's not a lot of blood, and there's not even that much death. Like, not that many people die, especially, like, the first hour of the movie. Almost nobody dies from the shark. Um, but, yeah, I still had fun with it. I don't know. Yeah, I wish that, that beach scene had been a little more, like, piranha. 
Yeah. Or just yeah. like insane geysers of gore. Like yes. that would have been. That would have been really fun because they had so many people in such a tight packed spot that it would have been perfect yeah. to do something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the, the big problem with that is because the sharks are obviously CGI. Um, they were releasing it in the Asian market first and they can't have that much gore in the in the Asian market. So it was a matter of expense putting it doing, you know, shooting those kind of scenes for basically what would be able to be used. Right. But it would have been oh, able to be used in the US market. Yeah, but it would have bumped the rating and up PG-13 and... and they knew that they would they'd have a better chance with PG-13 than than making money with PG thirteen versus I don't feel R. like you should make PG thirteen shark movies. Yeah, I don't. I think it's a genre that should never be PG thirteen because, yeah. like, what that tells you is the thing that you're going to the shark movie to see is not going to be there. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is the gore. Like, you want to see people get chompity chomp. Like, bait knows what's up. Like, the, I want to see floaty body parts. I want to see like people clinging to their friends as the light goes out of their eyes and they're sucked away underwater. Like, that's I want to see I want. a dude have to sauce <laughs> some dead guy's hand off to rescue. yes exactly those are the money shots i'm looking for in a shark movie um okay so uh jody what did you think of this movie i mean you just summed it up really uh rachel it's it's i I agree that it's mindless i don't i don't really agree that it's fun i feel like it's 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 not the movie i wanted it to be uh i think i enjoyed it a little more the second time today because i saw this in the cinema i think i said already on the on a previous episode i saw it on a sunday morning um, and there were loads of kids in the screening, and I thought they were in the wrong screening. Like, ha ha ha, you kids are gonna be, you're waiting for Incredible <laughs> Incredibles two or something. You're gonna get, you know. And then the the title thing came up with the rating, and I thought, oh what? Like they've nerfed this movie. It wasn't it wasn't bait, it, and it, it, but it's not so silly that it's like like a parody. It's almost kind of in between. Like, mm-hmm. like they're not completely winking at the camera, but yeah. they are a little bit. It's not completely straight face. It's hard to describe. They're kind of like making a as if a computer made a shark movie, but without all the gore. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree that I think that the characters are a bit more fun uh, than uh, I enjoy them a little more than I do in Bait. Uh, Ruby Rose confuses me. She she does things to my her uh, hair <laughs> is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's unacceptable. I was glad when it got wet. Like I'm uh, like, did they they travel back in time and have like the hair and makeup people from Hackers do her hair <laughs> and then bring her forward? What the fuck is happening on her head? Yeah, <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah, and uh, I like I like the other kind of non shark stuff that was going on, like when that giant squid is is around the um yeah the little oh yeah that was thing. cool yeah that was yeah, really I kind cool. of wish they would have leaned into the like. What is like a Jules sure Verne vibe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That Fair could be. Mm, I agree. Yeah, well, that's kind. Of, if if you've ever read the book, that's kind. Of, if you've read the series, that's where like the books tend to go. With oh, okay. They, you know, more prehistoric creatures start popping up in the ocean, and. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm that. Yeah, but I mean, for me, this this would be one of those movies where like, if you got a kid and you want to introduce him to horror films, this is a good one. Because there isn't a lot of blood, That's but there's, true. you know, there's there's moments, especially that would be tense for younger viewers. And I just I just thought it was a lot of fun. And honestly, you, you can't beat that uh, Asian version of Mickey. <laughs> that is pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Matilda. What do you think about this one? Um, I thought there was 
I, I kind of felt close to how Jody felt about it, that it wasn't quite the movie I wanted it to be. I wanted them, to, the actors, to have a consensus about whether they were in, like, a fun Sharknado movie or whether they were mm. in a very serious movie like yeah. Jason Statham is. Yeah. And it seems like Jason Statham and Rain Wilson were kind of fighting for control of whether this was campy <laughs> or not. Yeah, I mean, I because I don't watch action movies. I, this is the first Jason Statham movie I've watched, and so that gentleman takes himself. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, did you never? See, did you ever see Spy? Oh yeah, yeah. Is he in that? Yeah, he's the like the one she ends up in bed with at the end. Well, then why can't he bring a little of that here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have thoughts about it? Oh, I feel like here's the fundamental problem. There's two problems with it because. I have to confess, I don't love this movie. I would much rather watch Bait again. <laughs> can, yeah. I, can I review Bait twice? <laughs> can I, let's talk about uh, Julia McMahon's eyebrows again. I feel confident about my feelings on that subject. No, um, but okay. So my issue with this movie is, for one, it's bloodless. Like I don't. I wanted this to be like a full on, like Godzilla in the water. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. I wanted a monster movie. I wanted. I wanted piranha. I wanted like. I wanted it to be a little more, just more. You know what I mean. And, but I think it also comes down to this larger problem that we touched on a little bit with like how that couldn't be blood. It had to be bloodless because of the Chinese distribution and Chinese financing of this, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this is like five movies squished together and like it, it, it clearly has two masters. Like there's the US audience and the Chinese audience and it never quite reconciles who it's for. And you can see it in the like bizarre tone shifts like that. Yeah, like. Rain Wilson is like camping it up. He's doing full. I was gonna say evil Elon Musk, but I would argue he's less evil <laughs> just than Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like having a great time chewing up the scenery, like and and that's a movie that I'm interested in. And then you have Jason Statham, who's like doing his best The Rock movie, and like it doesn't quite mix. And then you add into like the like the really intense family drama that's happening with uh, uh, Bing Bing's character, and like none of that meshes like it just never comes together and like the forced romance between her and jason yeah. statham I'm yeah like, that part was kind say of say what like where did yeah. that come from mm-hmm. um you know i i just i don't think that this movie works uh i do think that there are some really cool visual moments in it though i would agree um, with that, like yeah like I really enjoyed the Megalodon itself. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of him. He was awesome. Um, I also even just like the part where they're um, underwater in the like final chase scene, and like him and Bing Bing are in their like matching uh, underwater jet, like mm-hmm. like little, little spaceships, right? Great, yeah. It was like we got like a full Star Wars moment, mm-hmm. like where he's like where they're like going around and like that stuff. I was very into. Um, I think my problem is just basically any moment they were above waterline. <laughs> when they're in the water, like, and they're like, the scene that unfortunately is in the trailer, so it's spoiled, but the part where the girl sees the Megalodon for the first time and yeah. it kind of comes out of the murk and like bites the thing yeah. is truly scary. Yeah. Like, and like you were saying for kids, like, yeah, that's like how you traumatize your kid the right way. <laughs> like, you show them that. The that'll right fuck way. them up. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up but uh but yeah i i mean like i think is it dumb fun mm, does it, it's not quite fun enough 
to be dumb fun. But it's okay. dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, don't hate it. I'm glad I saw it. I don't feel like I wasted my time or anything, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. It is dumb and pretty, though. Like, I do feel like it is a dumb lot of pretty. the design Kind of like pretty. Jason Statham himself. Yes. He is dumb and pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did have a question. How fast is that little dog swimming? Because that little <laughs> yeah. dog is keeping pace with the, like, jet with the watercraft. You're right. This movie doesn't follow logic. <laughs> I think you nailed it. You nailed it. Plot hole. Nailed them. Take that, Meg. <laughs> and I do feel like there's a couple above water scenes, like when the when the Meg comes out, the surprise out of the water stuff. That's always a good thing in a shark movie. What? It, yeah, what, like Some when there's ones. the twisty twist and it's two sharks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was actually pretty cool. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That part was good. I, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm being really harsh about everything no. today. So, grain of salt, me. I like. This movie, I, I was too harsh. It is dumb. It also has some really fun moments. So, like, if you haven't seen it, like, there's some, there's some, definitely some moments that recommend it. It's just a little long. Like, if it, the, like, I just want those fun parts strung together a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the way that yeah. Rain Wilson dies was great. When they, yeah. he's hanging on to the whale and it comes and chomps him and just his hand is left on the whale. Yeah. Like, I wanted more mm-hmm. scenes like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It was also nice to see Rain Wilson do something other than just be like the nerdy friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm yeah, ready he did to a good like job. welcome in the era of like villain Rain Wilson. Ooh, like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like I I want him to go like, but I want him to go like super full dark. Like this was sort of the entree to where I want to see his career go. Like mm-hmm. I want him to be like a John Lithgow esque person, bringing us back to the pets and Terry talk. Like think about how fucking terrifying John Lithgow was in season four of Dexter. Like oh. I want to see the Rain Wilson version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome, awesome. I, I'm Sarah. I'm, I'm sorry. I hurt. I'm worried. I hurt your feelings. No, no, not at all. Okay, I mean, okay. Because I love you, <laughs> the Meg, not so much, but you, I love. <laughs> yeah. so, oh no, I mean, I, I, I think the Meg is going to be everybody's cup of tea. I mean, and okay. yeah, I, I, I do wish there was more gore. That is my, you know, it, it feels because it actually feels more like a a sci-fi channel original. Yes, yeah. versus yeah. a. a blockbuster movie yeah it's a little too warm-hearted i want the meanness of of the of bait yeah mm-hmm. yeah sarah you talking about using uh, like introducing kids to horror this way i think is a really excellent use of this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it's that's actually really smart especially because it's not so bloody and if kids are freaked out by blood like this is a good because those sharks coming out of the water there's like minor jump scare stuff i think it could be good Mm-hmm. so thinking about it that way feels different yeah as a kid i think i would have been so about this movie mm-hmm. yeah i was obsessed with sharks i mean it's yeah. how i ended up reading the freaking meg like i saw it in a grocery store and i was like i want it <laughs> read it way too young and shark movies really get me in the mood for the summer like I'm, I'm a winter girl you know i like i like wrapping up in big coats and woolly hats and stuff but when i watch a shark movie i'm like i want to go to the beach and sit in a pub garden and go in the seat like i love like it, it just gets me in the summer mood. So thank mm-hmm, you for doing that mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> awesome. So what do you think about shark movies in general? Like how is there is there anything else to do in the genre or have we kind of seen what there is to see? Hmm. I still I, I still feel like they're a good like I've enjoyed them in the last few years. Like uh The Reef and um mm-hmm. I didn't mind uh The Shallows and what's the one where they're um like is it like forty, 40 years 40, down, forty seven? Yeah. 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 
like none of them are, are amazing, but I've enjoyed them lately when they're not really doing that much different to each other. If you ever want to torture Matilda, just pro tip. <laughs> Make uh-huh. her watch the shallows. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I described the movie to her once and she was like, no! <laughs> Is that the, that's the All Alone in the Ocean movie? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. That's the one no, where she's, on a, she's on a rock. She nope. can see the beach. Nope. But she can't get to it because there's a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a seagull friend. Does that help? She has a what friend? A beagle friend? A s- a seagull, oh, a seagull friend. friend. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. A seagull might be better. <laughs> no, that is true. It is why I avoid shark movies sometimes because those kind of like um, just stranded in the middle of the ocean. Uh-huh. I think movies yeah, that's are how you're very supposed to get around. To I guess that's what what you have to do, right? You have to either, like you say, don't go in the shark's house, or put your characters in a situation where they don't have any choice, so they have to be stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're afraid of that, then fair. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So but I'm I when you're asking where else can we go with this, like I want more sharks coming to our house. Like I want more, I don't know how that looks. <laughs> bait, bait managed to make that happen, but can we Land shark. sharks in the <laughs> yeah. amusement parks or like I don't ghost, know. Ghost yeah. have you seen Ghost Shark? Oh I have Ghost seen Shark is a to see Ghost Shark. Okay, I'm right. Oh my god. It, sharks it, are coming out of toilets. Yeah, they, it, the it. shark manifests in in all water. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta find a gif of that. There is a gif of that slip and slide shark slip and slide. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. Anybody else have any thoughts on the genre in general? None of the thoughts in general, but one part I did really love about Meg was when they're going to put the tracker on it. And Jason Statham's swimming, and he's singing the Just Keep Swimming song from Finding Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) I really like that part, too. (laughs) Yeah, fair, fair. I'll give it that Uh movie, for sure. So... That are that's our thoughts on on bait and the bag and the future of of shark genre filmmaking. I don't know. Um, If you have any thoughts on that, something we didn't touch on in the movies that we overlooked that you wanted to say, or if you have a recommendation for shark movies that we must watch immediately, or if you just have feelings and thoughts in general um send us we'd love to hear from you you can send us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can hit us up on our facebook page we all are actually lurking there pretty regularly lately mm-hmm. so you, you never know who will respond well, uh, uh, you suggest we like sarah exclusively but we're all there so uh <laughs> hit us up um and if you're enjoying the show review us on itunes we love those five star reviews um uh, makes us feel real good inside like maybe we're doing something good with our lives even though we're not and everything's terrible but when we see those reviews <laughs> we think maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel so give us hope give us a five star review all right shall we talk zgbg let's do it all right jody take it away Okay, cool. So the Zombie Girls Beginner's Guide, this is where we zero in on a little subgenre or something, um, and we just do a few quick hits of some movies that are related. Uh, and this time we're doing, uh, well, I called it disease horror. Um, and I don't know how you guys tackled this, because when I started to write down my movies today, I, you know, I googling disease horror. It was horror just like wall-to-wall and... zombies. <laughs> yeah, virus horror. Or like and medical was... in some way, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because there's lots of different angles that we could have taken, yeah. which I haven't really realized when I, when I chose. Because you could have gone down the kind of like zombie infected route mm-hmm. or the kind of um, something can take like the thing, like a hidden, like, you know, one of us has a, has something about them route or the kind Ooh. of um, uh, post-nuclear war. But there's all this other ongoing kind of stuff like threads route. 
So I don't know how you guys tackled it. I, I just tried to ignore those and just look at disease infection and trying to not think about zombie movies. Although apart from one pick, but then that's contentious about whether it's a zombie movie or not, which probably gives it away what, what that is. You um, mean the one that's on every single one of our lists? Yeah, sure. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think my list is probably way different than all you guys. Oh, that's oh, exciting! That I might change, that. Sarah. Okay. <laughs> I was also loose, so yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, who, do, do you want to go alphabetical or what? Like, who oh, is, is there anyone that? Okay, sure. Let's go reverse alphabetical then. Okay. So my my three, I actually have a, a couple of them listed, but my three are right at your door. Mm. Um, uh, Rory, Rory, uh, Cochran. You know, I mean, it's it's almost a, a one man show, but I mean, it's like. You know, a terrorist a, a terrorist attack happens in a bioterrorist attack happens in downtown Los Angeles. He lives, you know, in the suburbs, and it's one man trying to survive and making decisions that you know ultimately end up affecting his outcome. Um, to uh, rise a planet of the apes because. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think to go there. That's really interesting. You know, it's because it's a virus that starts as kind of like yeah. a common cold, the uh, mm-hmm. simian flu. And it, even though it's not so much portrayed in that movie in particular, that leads to everything else. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the side story about what's happening with James Franco. and uh, uh, But... You know, it's basically what triggers the whole Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Carriers. Ah. With the. Uh, got, my, my, got my top pick, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Carriers is, you know, it's. it. There's a disease. Not sure, like, exactly what it is, but people get sick, people die. You have a brother who's very practical. You have. And he's trying to take care of his little brother and uh, some of their friends. And, you know, you think this guy's an asshole, but, you know, he he was there at the beginning of the shit and his little brother wasn't. And he had to make tough choices the entire way. And his little brother didn't have to. He protected his brother from those choices and from those decisions. And, and you know, it so it, it's a really kind of an interesting dynamic. That they have. Okay, neat. I haven't seen any. Sorry. Oh, I was about to say I haven't seen any of them. I have seen Planet of the Apes, but um, and right at your door kept coming up in every single list that I've. (laughs) Um, so that's cool. That's definitely one to watch. It's interesting in Carriers to see Chris Pine totally play against type. Yeah. Because like he's so like lovable and charming in like the Star Trek movies and in Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. and like seeing him play like a total hard ass is really interesting. Mm -hmm. In this, yeah, this it's good. I really liked Carriers. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. It sounds like you got some honorable mentions as well. Yeah, I do have some honorable mentions. Do you want to save them in case they? Yeah, let's go ahead and go through. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, Matilda, what are yours? Are we going in reverse alphabetical? I don't want to. It's fine. I don't care. Unless anyone else wants to go next. Oh, sorry, uh, Rachel. I, I don't whatever it's fine. Um, you can do some some fun editing. <laughs> All right, well I'm gonna go. Okay, okay cool. so my picks are 
the remake of The Crazies. I've never actually oh. seen the original, so I can't speak to that, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, it's the Til- Timothy Oliphant joint where, like, basically there's something, there's some sort of virus that takes over this little town and makes people super violent. And um, there is a scene with a pitchfork that is incredible. And, like, in terms of, the like, how freaking tense it is. Um, I don't know. Like, I kind of, I love the, a lot of times people laud rural America as, like, the real America and, like, seeing it kind of metaphorically turn like ugly and violent there's something about that that is that i can kind of grab a hold of mm-hmm. um and also i just love timothy oliphant so if you've never if you like maybe it's also one that i don't feel like gets a lot of love and so if you you may have missed it because you heard like it wasn't that good oh my Go god they, they, they redid george romero how dare they right mm-hmm. like yeah, there are definitely a lot of like horror fans up their own horror fan butts about this movie, and I say like give it a shot. It's actually pretty. It's pretty fun. Um, like you know how we talk about like you want a good like popcorn muncher. This is that movie. So check mm. out the crazies. Um, my next one, I I I kind of cheated a little bit and went parasite. Do we? How do we feel about that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, sure. Which is the movie that truly disturbs me to a million so of course everybody needs to see it which is the film the bay i was gonna say the fish movie yeah you knew the, i knew oh, i knew oh, so okay, said so parasites. is this like ecological horror where there mm. is this town um where they're like there's a chick like a factory farm chicken plant and they're just like dumping all of this like waste and hormones and all kinds of bullshit into the water near this town and it's fourth of july weekend found footage and basically all of that like garbage that's in the water has made these like actual real parasites it's based on a real parasite that fish get and where they like grab a hold of their tongue and eat their tongue and yeah. like, live in their mouths and eat their food mm-hmm. um well where they've like gone like they've gotten really huge and like start taking over people and so it like it's a found footage movie about the town being like sieged by these freaking parasites oh it is so gross (laughs) is it is it parasitic horror it's body horror and we learn from poultry geist rachel has a thing about food right and it's food oh the food food the food and the food is tainted the tainted it's tainted don't eat it (laughs) so So it's all of the things. And like the idea, like even just the picture of the, um, from the poster is like a, a an x-ray of a, of a skull and there's like a parasite in the skull's mouth. <laughs> See it. It's great. <laughs> um, and then my final pick, I'm going to go, I actually have a handful of things, but I think I've recommended this movie a couple times, but like, it's so good. Everybody should see it. It's, and I don't know, maybe I should say for, no, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, it's a movie called <laughs> Splinter, which yes. uh, we reviewed early in Zombie Girls history. It's like this weird spiny black mm-hmm. like parasite that grabs people. And if it stings you with parasites, it like infests your body and you get all these spiny things. And um, it makes like it once it takes over a host, like it kind of has a cordyceps vibe to it. And then it, like it takes it turns them into like kind of zombie, violent zombie things that are like basically just vectors for trying to pass on the disease to someone else. And so they get really aggressive. And there's a small group of people who are bait style trapped in a convenience store with one with one or more of them outside trying to get in. And there's some like 
drama inside there like between the different people and like are who's infected who's not what do you have to do about it if you get infected um really amazing creature effects in this like and it's it's like this really upsetting alien looking thing because it's like what what viruses look on like a microscopic level Mm -hmm. but like huge right so oh it's it's really creepy so splinter is my third one Mm, good one uh matilda what are you um so mine are more my guess is that other people might have had these on their lists um but it will probably surprise no one that my first one was rabid um, <laughs> which is like liquid sky with an armpit protrusion it's really great um and i kind of like skim rewatched it a little bit in preparation for this and it totally holds up um the other one that i would put on here is one that we have reviewed previously that i think was a jody pick which was contracted yeah um, yes which like as the like the overall movie i'm not sure i loved but there are some parts of that medical horror, horror that really stuck with mm. me that are in the slideshow mm-hmm. and yep. i think for that yeah. reason it's worth it's worth getting through it yeah there's some sound horror in that movie yeah as well as visual stuff yeah misophonia yeah. the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie yeah and then the the one that i remember seeing like years and years ago that i really liked at the time was outbreak Oh, I, was, yeah. I was thinking oh, yeah. about that one too, but then I could I, I remember seeing it like when it first came out, but I don't think I've seen it since then. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I have either. I think about that movie, I don't know, once to twice a month. Basically, every time I go into a movie theater and somebody coughs, <laughs> I'm like, Big Dreamy is giving everybody the outbreak to bring disease back there. Cover your mouth. <laughs> Try yeah. I literally think about like it. I'm not kidding. What, what did you say? I said try working with the public like I do. Ew. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, infectious disease is like fifth on the list of reasons why I don't want to talk to other people. But <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, it's, it's up definitely there. A, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, so those are my three. Cool. Um, Ariel, did you want to go next? Oh, sure. Um, okay, so I have It Follows. Which is a little bit different. We've talked about this before, but it's like a sexually transmitted stalking monster, basically. Uh-huh. Um, but uh-huh. it's it's a great movie. And I, I watched it again recently to show my niece, and she really loved it, too. And definitely um, held up a second time. I still thought it was, like, really entertaining, and it's really different. Uh, new take on that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. The other one I had down is It Comes at Night which I think made it to my top 10 maybe oh, yeah. for 2017, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a great movie and it's a, it's a sort of quieter character movie, but it's basically like a family who has sort of trapped themselves into a cabin in the woods, trying to live out a virus. Then they don't know exactly what's happening to the people that are catching it, but um, they have to then decide whether to help out this other family and allow them to sort of move into their cabin. And then what happens when these two families are kind of competing for resources and trying to suss each other out. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. As Mr. Matilda described it, the feel bad movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every, what I think of every time I hear that name of that movie, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm in the mood for the feel bad movie of the year. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> it is really good, but I understand maybe skipping that one i suppose and then uh the other one i had was wreck 
I mean, we haven't talked about that in a long time, but it's a, it's a great movie Mm. where like, it's all set in a small apartment building where an older woman gets infected by some kind of virus. And then it starts uh, spreading while like the CDC is trying to control things and a reporter is following him around. And the American version is really good too. I think, I can't remember what that one's called. Yeah, cor- quarantine is called yeah, quarantine. Yeah. quarantine two. Yes, uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs> but but definitely follow the Rex series because even though the uh, it loops because because Rex four loops back around and Angela comes back into the picture and mm. she's actually pretty huh. badass. I didn't know there was okay. Rex four. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh sweet. Okay, cool. Uh, well, no one took um, any of mine. Uh, Yay! Oh, that's, that's never happened before. Um, okay, so. Um, Mm, that means I've got loads of spares. <laughs> yeah, I have um, the same problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, my first one, I don't think it really counts as a horror movie, um, and I actually heard about this movie from um, the Splattercast guys way back when they used to do their um, Noir Vember um, shows. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a movie called Panic in the Streets. Oh, that's a great uh, movie. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, This uh, guy is killed after a card game. Uh, he... Um, I think he cheats at a card game and, and he gets killed. And then when they find his body, they discover that he has a plague. Um, so mm-hmm. now um, they're trying to find the, the, the guys who killed him because they're probably infected with the plague. So that's just a really neat kind of like, I, I guess I tried to take the theme of like containment horror. Like we're trying to contain a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I recommend that one. And it's, it's, it's made great. enough of like, it's really good. Yeah. And it's like what, like 19, like late 40s or early 50s so it's, i think yeah, so be, yeah yeah it's, a, it's around that time so be prepared for a, a slower black and white movie but right. if you like the kind of well it's called panic in the streets so you, you you know what you're getting yeah and it has richard widmark in it who's one of my favorite old actors he's really good <laughs> um so my next pick well this strays into kind of like zombie infection territory but 28 days later there oh yeah there you go i'm surprised nobody else <laughs> mentioned that but yeah that, that always happens when we go well i won't say that one because somebody else will um and this, I mean, this is a great movie. I saw this in the cinema um, and they filmed a lot of it in London and it was done on a very low budget and they did it at something like five o'clock in the morning in London where the streets were empty because they couldn't actually close off the streets. And it's just really eerie to see a city like that mm-hmm. just covered in litter and just really quiet. Um, and uh, my third one's actually a TV episode. I don't know if that breaks the rules of Zombie Girls Begins, guys, but it's my thing. Well, you're so the I'm, boss. I'm, I'm going to yeah, say it yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a, an X-Files episode from uh, season two called F Emasculata. I don't know if you guys remember that one. It's uh, like the weird pustule bursting one. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a good one. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Like, it's a really yeah. gross, like, it's <laughs> the, like the practical effects in that one are just really great. They just look like little throbbing pizzas all over these bodies and they explode and then over people's faces and uh, it's it's a really great kind of like scully's doing all the medical stuff being contained and mulder's out trying to like you know sort out what's going on on the outside and it's it, it's a really good standalone monster of the week gross out containment disease infection horror mm-hmm. thing so i love That's it good I'm looking at pictures and it looks gross. It is gross. <laughs> yeah, it looks. I mean, this is some Doctor Pimple Popple popper stuff. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just run down a, qu- a few of my honorable mentions. I have Planet Terror on the list. Yeah, as a similar kind yeah. of like zombie sort of one. And I did have Cabin Fever, but because I used to really like that movie, but it doesn't. Hold it didn't up. age well. No, no, it's it sucks. quite I hate mean. That movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a fan of that. I also had um, the taking of Deborah Logan as a kind yeah, of medical. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I like had it on and off my list because I was like, I didn't know if it would fit with what you wanted. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I had it on the list, uh, um, but then it didn't go with where I ended up taking my yeah. list. But I think it would have it would have qualified. Uh, and that's great. And try not to Google anything about that movie if you haven't seen it. Don't just it. watch it. Don't yeah. even look at the IMDb. No. Stay no. off. Stay yes. off. Just the less you know, the cold. better. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad you liked that movie. I love oh, I that love, movie. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anyone else have any um, honorable mentions? Yeah. Mentions? Um, when you when you mentioned Threads earlier, one of my honorable mm. mentions was actually a movie called When the Bow Breaks. It's oh. a animated film. David Bowie does the soundtrack. And oh. it's about a couple in the English countryside, um, an elderly couple who um, there's a nuclear attack that happens and they're without a, they're um, out of the blast zone, so they get the radiation sickness, and Ugh. it's basically just Ugh. watching them get sicker and sicker. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds like the feel bad movie. Oh, yeah, it's a feel bad <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, I keep hearing I keep hearing about this movie, and I just don't. I'm never gonna be in the mood to watch it. I'd love to see it, but <laughs> you're never gonna. Can be we just in listen to, to the soundtrack. It, you watch it. Yeah. Um. Uh, a couple other ones were Black Death. With yeah, Andy. I had that one too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. I just recommended it, yep. or I would have put it on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a really good one. Um, Pontypool, only because like the disease itself is kind of interesting, especially the transmission of it. Mm. Uh, I love all this stuff when he's on the radio. Like once it gets into the place, it's not quite as strong. But like that part where he's like is just going nuts outside is so good. Yeah. And then. Um, my my final uh, honorable mention was Doomsday. I don't think yeah. I've seen that. And, yeah. mm-hmm. It's uh, the Neil Marshall joint, right? I believe so, but it's got uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell and... Uh, right. Yeah, and it's like, you know, a, a plague a plague has hit the UK and basically things have been divided up. So, like, you know, London is is very, like, technologically advanced and they've managed to stop the plague. And... They basically shut off like the northern half of the of the, of the UK and walled it in, and, and now they're seeing movement. So they send somebody over the wall to find out what's going on. And there's a really great uh, scene that happens to the tune of uh, "Find Young Cannibals, Good Thing." So, mm. and a really awesome uh, car, Mad Max style car chase kind of thing to to uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Two Tribes. That sounds good. Yeah, it's it's fun. You should definitely check it out. Cool. Did anybody else have any others? I had a couple. Um, we talked about how like uh, there's a lot of crossover of like virus disease horror with uh, zombies, mm. but there's also like there's like also a version where it becomes like vampiry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so I had a couple vampiry mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a movie called Afflicted. Has anybody seen this? Sounds familiar. It's kind of a, it's an indie, mm-hmm. it's like an indie sort of found footage movie about these two guys. They're on vacation, okay. Um, and one of them, like me, you know, like one of them catches a virus, and so like it's two friends going through the process of him like getting sick and then like transforming. But it's like done very like straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like starts like exhibiting some like powers and becoming increasingly dangerous and it's pretty good because it's like very rooted in like the character stuff of the two friends mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say it's a feel-good movie but it's definitely mm-hmm. a, a unique take on a zombie on the 
the vampire uh, genre in a time where it like really needed it. Like it came out in 2013, so like we were at peak right vampire at Twilight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and we were like super super over it. Um, and this one actually went in a different like more emotional direction, which made it really good. And the 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 character like the the chemistry between the leads is pretty good. And then the other one, which is like completely the opposite, like ridiculous over the top, but I, I feel like it, it gets forgotten a lot of times. And I think it's actually really solid was Daybreakers. Do you guys yes. remember that one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that's great. That's a good one. Yeah, well, it's basically the vampire virus has like taken over. And so like humans are in the minority and vampires are are, rule, are the ruling class and they like eat people. You know what I mean? And so there's like kind of like a, a rebellion uprising of people kind of vibe to yeah. it and there's a mystery like it's kind of noir and mm-hmm. mystery and it has is yeah, that the one that really has good. ethan hawk in it yes yeah okay that's yeah a, that's a good one if you've never seen it i would definitely recommend daybreakers as a good virusy vampire movie oh uh, matilda was there any that you didn't get to mention uh no my other one was it follows which ariel talked oh, about okay. which, yeah mm-hmm. oh um ariel did you have any others um, I had a bunch of extras, but everybody's talked about all of them. I would just say, if you're okay. listening to this and you haven't seen The Thing, that should be your first stop. We didn't talk oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing movie. Don't watch the remake, because <laughs> it sucks, but the original If you have not seen so The great. Thing, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. you get to go watch a really amazing I know. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> cool, great. That's a great list. So, yeah, listeners, let us know, what did we forget? Are there any really obvious ones that we didn't mention, or any... Any underseen gems that you think would fit into this list? Let us know. Most deaf. Awesome. I guess that just leaves our streaming pick for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is one that actually just popped up on Netflix, and I was really excited because I it was it made one of at least a couple of our top ten lists. Um, and I don't know that a lot of people saw it. Um, it's very and it there is a kind of um. Like you have to have a certain level of patience to enjoy this movie because there is a payoff, but it's a bit of a slow pot boiler kind of movie. And that is uh, Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, yeah, so, it's a great movie. Yes. If you missed that one, um, it is now available on the Netflix and you should put it in your eyeballs immediately because it is like if you have a level of sort of like slow 70s, like. Mm-hmm. Um, devilly kind of films. Um, this is a total throwback to that, and and I don't want to say too much about it because I think the fun of this movie is sort of if watching it and sort of picking like unpacking what's happening. But uh, here's the synopsis from Netflix, just so you can get a general vibe of it. And it's uh, when their parents fail to pick them up for winter break, two students stay at an all-girls boarding school in the company of a terrible presence. Um, it's a little bit slow. It's a little bit sort of confusing to begin with. But if you, you if you're willing to just kind of give yourself over to it and like just go on where it takes you, there is some pretty great payoff to yeah, it. Yeah, that boiler room yeah. scene. I'm still thinking about. Agree. Oh, for me, it's the bathroom. Oh scene. yeah, <laughs> the bathroom scene. I can't yeah. like that. That is a imprinted on my mind. Yeah, yeah. And for UK listeners, it's called February on uh, Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Here's the thing: is I saw conflicting things because when I looked at the, I always look at Instant Watcher to see like what's new, because um, like you know my algorithm is not always reliable. Right. Um, and so I saw it listed as February, but then the poster on actually Netflix because I added it to my queue because I was like, oh, I need to rewatch this. Is Black yeah. Coat's Daughter? So, oh, right. so it's check. unclear. Yeah. Let me just check. Uh, I'll, I'll check the the UK one just uh, one sec. Okay. Yeah. 
because February was its original name. Like I think when it did festivals, it was called oh. February, and then it got no. changed to Black Coat's Daughter. No, it's still called February. Oh, and, that's uh, nice and confusing. And the poster's really different. The poster just has a girl um, kind of with her hands over her mouth. It doesn't have the kind of black, you know, back-to-back poster that... Oh. But, but yeah, so it's it, it's Thanks, not recognized. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, February slash Black Coat's daughter. Put it in your queue. It's good times. It's good. It'll make you like you know how we were talking about how watching these shark movies are going to get you ready for uh, summer. This thing, this movie is the coldest visual movie. Yeah. I swear, like, you <laughs> you feel like in your bones the cold of this movie. Mm. So like. Maybe if you're, like, hot and you need to cool off, here you go. <laughs> Global warming got you down? I got a solution. It's called Black Coat's <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, so next up is Ariel. You'll be picking our movies. Did you? Did anything pop into your mind of what we might be doing for your for No. Yours? I got to really think about it. I didn't realize it was my turn next, so I haven't thought about it at all. I'll, I'll get back to okay. you. <laughs> Okay, cool. So the next person I'm going to put on the spot is Jody. Jody, want to take us out? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, tell us about your shark movies. Tell us about your disease movies or disease shark movies, if there are any. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Does, Thanks for listening. See you next time. I wonder does um, the first Deep Blue Sea count because there's like all the like medical manipulation of the <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. So, how did, what do you think, Sarah? Did we do your movies justice? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. I mean, I, I knew they weren't going to be, you know, we weren't going to be sitting here talking about the uh, geopolitical, uh, <laughs> you know, hmm. implications of, right. of a megalodon in Chinese water. But, you know, it, well, now I feel like we missed the opportunity. Thanks. <laughs> it was so fun to watch those. They were just like yeah. perfect yeah, for what I needed this week. Yep, me too. Save